Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. So I've got an important guest that you need in your life today. Her name is Heather Frederick, and she's going to teach us how to become happier. Heather, thank you so much for being here. Wow, that's a that's a big task, but I hope that some of the things I share today will be beneficial to your audience. And before we get started, Joe, I just wanted to say thank you for the work that you're doing, because right now there is a lot of things that are kind of the opposite of happiness out there. There's a lot of fear, uncertainty, anger. And so I just love the point of your podcast and want to say thank you for being part of the change. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you're doing that as well. So we're, we're teaming up on this stuff, happy and positive. We need more of that. So first off, let's tell me, can you briefly go over your kind of your academic uh, background? Yeah, sure. I guess the short story is that um, my parents weren't educated and they really put a pro installed a program in me at an early age that education was going to be my ticket to a better life. And that worked well for me because I was good at it. So I had a brother um, who was an artist, an athlete, and so he filled that role. I filled the academic role and I just kept going. And it was something that I did enjoy. I love learning. I love learning new things. But there was a point in my life where I realized, wow, I keep achieving these things and I don't really feel any happier, right. <laughs> any more accomplished. Like I thought I'll, I'll get there once I reach this goal or this uh, amount of income or this job title, then I'm going to finally feel what I thought I should be feeling. At the same time, my life was quote unquote successful by social standards, right? I had a great job, I had a, a good income, but I had a defining moment. And we all do, right? I, I think of these moments as you're kind of going along in life and something happens and you pause and you think, oh, it's time to reflect. Maybe I need to kind of course correct. Am I on the path that I, I really want to be on? And that moment for me was when I got the terrible news that the father of my eight-year-old twins at the time, they're 18 now, had passed away in an accident. Mm. And all these emotions, all these thoughts came into my head. And I, one of the questions I found myself asking was, how would they remember him? And if it had been me, how would they remember me? Would oh, they wow. say, oh, my mom had her PhD in psychology and was vice president of, uh, you know, vice president of academic affairs at a university. She was really successful. Or would they remember me by the memories we had created? And that that is what really started me on this journey towards what would make me personally happy. And then as I started to uncover some of those answers, I just had so much fun sharing it with others. And that's what created the Expand Your Happy movement. Wow, man, it, it, the vice president at a university, people don't quit those jobs. <laughs> Were people shocked when you put in your resignation? Um, you know, that's a great question. I think that had I not had an event where I could have almost kind of used it as an excuse, mm -hmm. I don't know truly, Joe, if I would have had the courage to leave Wow. Um, because it was something I had been working my whole life towards and you wonder what people are going to think if they're going to think you're absolutely crazy but 
we were living in Arizona and my family was in California and I couldn't take the job with me. Right. And I made the decision. One thing I really want is my children growing up around family. And so it was kind of this perfect situation where I could almost say, listen, guys, I got to go. I got to take my kids who are now fatherless to be around family. And so it, it made sense in that context. But if I didn't have such a great story to tell, because that's what it was, right? I don't know that I would have done it, frankly. Wow. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What, how would you define happiness? What's your definition of happiness? I love this question because I don't think we ask it enough of ourselves. And so as I'm answering your question, I invite your audience to start thinking, how would I, how would I answer that question? It's really not as simple as it seems. And so as you're starting to think about things that make you happy, you're probably realizing there's two types. There's things like mm, my favorite coffee drink <laughs> brings me happiness. And wow, when I'm sharing my talents with the world, doing something I love, like you doing this podcast, that makes me happy too. So where I'd love to start is what the research, how the research defines happiness. And then I'll give you my personal Heather's version, all right? So we think of these, uh, we think of happiness in two camps, hedonic happiness or the hedonic view, and that's seeking pleasure and avoiding pain in general, right? These are external events, external experiences. Sometimes they can be fleeting. Sometimes they can be adaptive, sometimes maladaptive. And then you have the eudaimonic, which is an experience of feeling purposeful, having meaning in your life. And here's what's interesting. Research says we need both. We do need both. So it's not that one's good and one's bad. Um, for me, both have become almost overlapping over time. So what I have found is that when I define happiness for myself, I think of life as energy, myself as energy, and that happiness is a high vibrational state. It's when I'm emitting a high frequency. And how I do that is through practicing happiness. And so giving myself permission for those hedonic experiences that align with my values and who I am, but also believing that me being here matters and creating experiences where I feel like I have a purpose. That was a long answer, Joe. Hey, you're an, you're an academic background. I mean, you gave me both sides though. I like that. You gave me the kind of the, the book version and then in your personal version, that's great. And, and people have their own definitions of happiness as well. So that's cool. Um, so what, what is one of your hedonic pleasure? What's one thing that makes you happy? just the hedonic side. I love moving my body. And what I have found, so here's another interesting thing. People, I think, need to consider being uh, open and curious about how what makes them happy may change over time. So when I was in my 20s and 30s, I loved those hard workouts, like the PX90s, the you know insanity stuff. But as my body started to change in different ways, I realized I yoga really made me happy. So this is an experience moving my body. I also love being outdoors and hiking. But what I find when I talk about kind of this overlap of considering these temporary experiences and kind of these this more internal state is when I practice this activity, it brings me into a state of calm so I can actually be more focused here with you doing this podcast, for example. So yes, I love things like um, 
hanging out, connecting with friends, cooking. You know, what I have found is that as we get older often and lead busy lives, we don't carve out time to give ourselves permission to do things that bring us joy. We put that lower on the list, right? Breath work, meditation, um, FaceTiming with a family member are things that maybe you don't prioritize because you've got this long to-do list. So one thing I like to always bring up when I talk about happiness and as people maybe are getting curious, wow, now I'm really starting to think, could I be happier? Um, what makes me happy is to consider this idea of how you feel about yourself and if you're worthy of being happy. So it's really based in this concept that might feel a little elusive or esoteric of self-love. It really comes back to giving yourself permission to experience these things. Yeah, there, there's power and permission for sure. So wh what about those people that say, well, just just choose to be happy. You see like signs and songs, don't worry, be happy. What about those? What about those things? How do you address those? So, you know, it's interesting because there is now a little bit of a backlash uh, to this movement of choose happy, if you will. And they're calling it positive toxicity. And I think that if you can choose to be happy, you should, but I think you and I both know, and probably some of your listeners are going, that's easier said than done. So when we think about what creates a state of happiness, you have a set point. If you think about the people you know, some people just naturally seem to be more happy than others, just, just their temperament, their personality. Then we have life circumstances, right? So if something terrible has just happened, you're going through a broken relationship, you uh, have a chronic health illness, something that you're, you're struggling with, a financial difficulty, someone saying to you, just choose happy may feel very um, uncaring, not empathetic, sure, yeah. right? And then in addition to those two, so you've got your set point, you've got your life circumstances, and you've got intentional activities that can change your vibration, can change your state. So when people say choose happy, I would say, hmm, if someone needs to raise their vibration, maybe the question could be, what feeling could you choose that would be a little bit better than you're feeling now? And is there something that I could do to help you get there? Uh, if you're not familiar with, have you heard of... Um, David Hawkins, Map of Consciousness. I have not, no. Okay, so you might be interested in Googling this or some of your um, listeners. And if you do, you could pull up images. It's, you don't even have to read about it. It's an image that gives a frequency to different feelings. So for example, um, shame is the lowest vibration. Okay, so, but fear is higher than shame and anger is higher than fear. Hmm. So sometimes you have to move through some of these lower vibration emotions that are not happy, but you're still moving up the ladder, right? So I think that if people have some go-tos, I know that doing these intentional activities, like for me, yoga, meditation, chanting, those are my top three, or sounding, um, tuning, sometimes people call it toning, um, you can go to those and it will help you navigate whatever emotion you're doing. But having self-compassion 
for yourself and for others who it's just not that simple to choose happy. And I do want to just take a moment to say, and sometimes there needs to be professionals to help, right? So when we talk about a natural set point, there's things that can happen. A life circumstance can trigger a mental health challenge like PTSD. Uh, you could be genetically predisposed to things like depression or anxiety. And I don't want to sugarcoat things and say, um, you know, yeah, just do these intentional activities and things are going to turn out to be puppy dogs and rainbows. We know that's not life. But if you're aware of where your state is, where your frequency is, and you're aware that you can move through different uncomfortable emotions to get closer to those emotions that feel good, um, it is empowering. Yeah, that's really cool. I hadn't thought about, you know, from shame to fear to anger, that it is that is an improvement. You know, I wouldn't think of those as an improvement. That's a cool, cool scale to look at. I have to go look that up. So um, where, do, where does self-care fit into all this? Where, where would you put self-care in all this? To me, self-care is this really interesting concept because like happiness, it can be defined differently. It's very subjective, right? So some people think self-care is, is when I eat right and I go to the gym. For some, it's um, prayer. It really encompasses many different aspects, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, if you will. And the reason I think this is the key to happiness is because if you practice self-care, if you give yourself permission to take care of yourself, whatever that's going to mean to you, what will happen is it will enhance your expression of self-love. You will be providing evidence to yourself that you matter. And as you take care of yourself and you are showing yourself in the world you matter, really amazing things start to happen. And you know, we all have heard the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. And yet so many of us are living lives where we're stressed, overwhelmed, burning the candle at both ends. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve the people that you, you want to serve, your family, your coworkers. And self-care does not have to be three hours a day. It doesn't have to be a one hour yoga practice. Um, you had a guest on recently, Sandy Joy Weston, and she talked about just a couple of minutes. What I have found is if you commit to just a couple of minutes over time, it's cumulative, right? So I've had clients that will start with, they'll commit to five minutes of something a day. Then over time, that turns into 15 minutes and that turns into an hour practice that includes movement and meditation and journaling or whatever it is that lights you up. So self care, I see is the key, the mechanism, the the way that we're moving from whatever state we're in to one where we are enjoying the life that we're meant to live why we're here. Yeah. Well, you make a great point because usually just that, that first action is the hardest one to take, right? When and you think about, oh my gosh, I got to do an hour of meditation and massages and all this. It could be, you know, a one minute prayer, just something like that. But, and, but be consistent with it. You know, I'm not sure if you've heard the book uh, Atomic Habits, but he talks about this guy that would just go stand in the gym. He would go to the gym and just stand there. He wasn't, wasn't, wasn't working out. He wasn't doing anything else, but he would make it a habit of going to the gym and eventually started exercising in the gym. Eventually he lost a hundred pounds, you know, just, but you're developing that habit. So if you're out there and you're thinking, I don't have time for self-care, you do just start as small as you need to shrink the habit down far as you need to. Those, those are great points you're making. So uh, let, tell me about this. Do you have something along that line? People have 60 seconds in the day. Tell me about your, your challenge you have coming up. 
Yeah. So Joe, before we started recording, I let you know that I've got a 60 second happiness challenge coming up. It's going to launch on September 1st. And what I found personally for me, and then as I began sharing it, realized, hey, this really works for a lot of other people is the magic of the breath. And you might be thinking, okay, but obviously I already know how to do that because we're here. And we, you know, my body takes care of that for me. That's one less thing I need to think about. But when you really use the breath and use it to connect your mind and your body, really amazing insights happen. So very simple breath work. And by that, I mean taking a nice deep breath and letting it go changes your nervous system, right? There's so much science behind this that you could interview people for hours talking about the neuroplasticity of the brain and different hormones that are secreted when we are in a calm state, which is a higher vibration than a lot of things that people are feeling now that they want to get out of. So the 60 second challenge is based on either finding a mindfulness bell app that would go off on your phone. It's not an alarm. It's like a, a nice little bell. There's different sounds. There's a lot of free ones out there and setting it as often as you would like from 15 minutes to a couple times a day. Or if you're in a situation, you can't be interrupted. You can change the screensaver or the background on your phone or on your computer, because we do that a lot. We have to wake up our computer or turn on our phones a lot with a mantra. And so a mantra sounds a little woo woo. Maybe it's simply a statement. Some people call them affirmations and I love I am ones. So on the 21 day 60 second challenge, I will give you one as an as a suggestion. But you can use your own right and maybe you just want to stick with one for the whole 21 days or try different ones on for size. I always recommend that it's it's like trying on different clothes or different shoes, you got to see what's really fitting with you now again if you're going through uh, if you're grief stricken right now. Uh, breathing in a mantra, I am happy, may not, may actually make you feel worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not, right? But um, I am trusting or um, I am strong might be more appropriate in those cases. And then there will be a video, a 60 second ish video, giving an intentional activity that you could practice that day from smiling to someone you don't know to, moving your body in a particular way to hydrating. These are things that we know that are science-based that are associated with higher frequency emotions like happiness. Yeah, we all need that. Do some physical things to make yourself happier. Wouldn't that be awesome? You guys need to check that. How could they get to the challenge? How could they take part in it? So I will be releasing it on my YouTube channel, Expand Your Happy with Dr. Heather Frederick, and also on Instagram. And on Instagram, I'm at expand your happy. Awesome. Tell me a little bit more about your podcast. So, okay. So interestingly, Joe, my podcast, when I thought of the idea, when the idea came for me to start this, I was really grappling with how can I best create something that was meaningful for people out there. And this was during COVID. So at the time I was working with a group of colleagues, most of my work is with doctoral students, people that are pursuing um, academic degrees, not medical doctors, but you know, PhDs and things of that nature. And we were 
um, envisioning retreats, writing retreats for students where they could come different places in the world. So you kind of get to check two things off your bucket list. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Italy and I get to work on my dissertation or my doctoral project um, and combining that with energy shifting techniques. So when I took that time off and I left the university, I became trained in uh, energy psychology and of that nature, hypnosis, things that are supports to help people shift their state. And then COVID happened. So I thought, mm -hmm, okay, well, what now? <laughs> Where do I want to put my energy? And so I created the Happy Doc Student Podcast. And this podcast really is on a mission to change the way students experience graduate education because there's a high dropout rate. So if you believe that you're here and part of your uh, life purpose is to complete a doctoral degree, statistics show that only 50% who start finish. So that's 50% of people who might not be very happy. And then those who do finish go through an arduous journey where it really can chip away on uh, positive emotions as you're going through it. So my focus is to help people navigate this journey. And interestingly, a number of my listeners aren't doctoral students because really a doctoral student is someone who's under chronic stress. And when you're under chronic stress, it's very difficult to experience states like happiness. So approximately 60% of my episodes are people coming on and sharing things about time management, having good boundaries, navigating crises, having difficult conversations, of course, meditation, you're going to find breath work, um, all sorts of things that will help someone who's stressed out, but living in a human body here on planet Earth. How do I navigate this journey in a more joyful way? Wow. Yeah, because most people I know that are in graduate or doctoral study, they don't, they don't seem to be very happy. It's tough. It's tough. And so again, um, you're not going to be happy all the time. No one is. Let's not pretend that life isn't full of ebbs and flows and that those emotions, those negative emotions that we're processing with a foundation of happiness aren't very important to our life journey. I mean, there's a whole field, Joe, of post-traumatic growth. There's people who suffer terrible, terrible things, Viktor Frankl, for example, who go on to do amazing things and have incredibly joyful, um, fruitful lives that flourish after these events. So we don't want to just say we need to get rid of all these things that aren't happy. But I do believe that you can navigate situations like graduate school in a way that is less uncomfortable. Yeah, we all need that. And we all need to be happier, right? So thank you for what you're doing out there, spreading the word about, hey, what if you just went up one notch of happiness? Wouldn't that be life changing? You know, just one little and you'll start there. So that's the things that you offer. Hey, let's all get signed up for this challenge. Let's all take part in this challenge. We'll link all this information and in show notes. So you guys can get signed up and have to keep keep doing the good work out there. We need more people like you. Well, you too, Joe. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. Same here. All right, everybody, you go out and share this episode because we need more happy people. Hey, get on the internet. There's not many happy people over there on Twitter. Have you been on Twitter in a while? So get out there and share this message. Share with the work she's doing out there and we're all going to sign up for this 21-day challenge. So keep up the great work and we will talk to you later. Thanks so much, Joe. Bye, you guys. Wow, what a great episode. You share that with somebody. I'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors. 
McWilliams Marketing. They can help your business grow. Regardless of the size of the project, you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business. No cookie cutter, one size fits approach here. So Amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion, optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Hey, is your child struggling with math? Are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You'll see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. And go to their website, mathnasium.com slash madisonal, and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk-free and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. Check them out again, mathnasium.com, madisonal. You know what you need in your life? Some apparel lab. It's where I get all my t-shirts and the Hope Dealer stickers there and all my stuff over there. But you can brand just about anything you want there. Whether you have an idea of what you want or you have no idea where to start, they can help you. Go check out their website, apparelab.inc, I-N-K. You, or you can email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Use a promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some great products. Hey, these are awesome businesses. Go support them. They're out supporting positivity, and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.